1: Hello and welcome to the podcast. We are live at the Market Council Summit, and we have Ryan Shanks, who is the founder, CEO, principal, everything at FA Match. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? How's it going? How's been the conference been? It's good. It's been good. Yeah, yeah. FA Match, you have grown significantly over the past few years. How have you done that? Good people. Frankly, like we, you know we've,
0: what we've done from the get-go was to try to establish you know an alternative way to bring advisors and firms together, sort of traditional core recruiting. And as we've gotten out and told our story, other people in the industry have wanted to be a part of what we're building. So we've grown by just when I say good people, I mean the people that are part of FA match now. They wanted to be a part of the journey. And so when you've got amazing people out there championing the same cause, it, that's how you start to slowly elevate, but it's, it's awareness, right? We're still working on that.
1: You are, but you've branded yourself a little differently. You actually call your spouse's self, a sports agent for financial advisors. And that's noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the
0: reason, and this goes back a long time is in recruiting, most recruiters represent the firm. They may tell a story that they represent the advisor because that, that, that gets the trust from the advisor. But at the end of the day, they're working deals for the firms. And I just drew a line in the sand years ago and said, well, wait a minute. The advisor with all their clients and all those assets is what matters most. Now, the firm needs to be compatible, needs to be a good fit, but you need to represent that side. And that's just—that's the, that's the side
1: I chose. So last year, there was movement of about 40,000 advisors, reps going back and forth. What's, what's this year been like? This year has been consistent.
0: So last year, there was a, there was a, it was a high mark for movement, but it also was a ton of education and learning, right? Because the advisors all of a sudden, especially in the captive environments, the wires, the banks, the regionals, they're working from home. So they were able to engage and learn a lot more without being concerned about privacy, right? So they're at home. They can talk to another firm. And so a lot of them gain a lot of knowledge. And with that knowledge, it's led into movement this year. So, you know, what ends up happening is, is you've got to build up that momentum. You're not going to find an advisor that wants to move tomorrow, and you happen to have a conversation today, right? And so that's, that's part of what we're seeing is that the education is, um, is much broader.
1: But what surprised me is so many moved because it seems like that's a face-to-face meeting, at least the last one, and they did it without doing that. Well, Zoom.
0: I mean, that, that's really what it is, right? Zoom has created that virtual face-to-face And it's let people have that comfort level. And firms have adapted to where they're doing home office visits that normally would be flying you in and entertaining you and taking you out to dinner and meeting the team. They're now setting that up in two, three, four-hour blocks to meet the different people in the firm, all virtually.
1: Yeah, but I I buy that. But you and I have done a a podcast over Zoom, but it's much different than what we're doing right now face-to-face. And that's just – you can't beat that. You can't beat that. Um, But –
0: the industry has had to adapt to the scenario that played itself out with covid
1: but moving such a a big big deal don't you want that last step of seeing somebody and fist bumping or shaking their hand or sanitizing you 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 do and some folks are doing it yeah. and even during covid they would they would they
0: would do it but it was it was isolated but i mean listen you there's so much uncomfortability with getting together in person last mm. year yeah you just weren't you didn't know yeah right now we're back to that And, but, but frankly, people are wired to either want the personal connection and they want to do the fist bump. They want to hang out together or they're good. If they check all the boxes virtual
1: and they really want to get away. And that's exactly
0: it. They want to get
1: away. (laughs) Family's driving them nuts. No, I mean, they want to get away from where they are to where they want to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially think about the wirehouse advisor that's getting 35, 40 cents on the dollar. Yeah. When they were then forced to go at home, had no choice. You start to really do a recall on that cost. That that sixty points that I'm giving up. I'm not going to the office. I'm not utilizing any of that support infrastructure, and I'm still making this amount of money.
1: Are you seeing the type of firm change? Is are they bigger? Are they still small people? Are there more wirehouses, or is it still a you know the mix is pretty much the same of people that are moving? It's the
0: same. Yeah, I mean, so we're, we're dealing with advisors that are, you know, they're leaving an RIA where they don't have portability of the assets, but they may they may be looking for equity, right? Um, as well as really large, multi-billion dollar teams that are wanting to get out of the warehouse and launch their own company. So it's very diverse. And then on the succession side, we're dealing with a lot of advisors there that they still love the business, they're still healthy, but they recognize it's, it's their responsibility to put something in place.
1: So, So you recently did a podcast called... The BS recruiters don't tell you. Give me two highlights because that's on our site too. And give me two of them.
0: Yeah. So, so one of, one of the elements that's, you know, the bullshit recruiters don't tell you is if a recruiter gets an advisor on a phone call and they query enough information from them, they'll go and share that advisor's identity with all of the firms they have contracts with. They haven't gotten consent from that advisor to do so. Right. So there's a privacy breach. Another one of the elements that's going on is, is that they're they're oftentimes sending the leads to a firm that pays them more, or that they have equity in them, which is a conflict. And there's nothing wrong with being paid more or having equity if it's fully disclosed. But they're not telling the advisor. And that's a problem. What else? That's it, man. It's
1: good to see you. It's good to be here in person. <laughs> when somebody comes to your site, or have you have you developed an app so it's swipe left swipe right we have not
0: no No. we have we have been told that there's some similarities in how our platform works Uh uh, that's just like that
1: yeah so when an advisor comes to your platform and they're scared about moving it's secure nobody's gonna know nobody's gonna know
0: they're they're in complete control the only way someone will know who they are is if they send or accept a
1: connection request so they're in the driver's seat let's talk about succession who's 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 leaving and I don't think it's the older advisors. I think they, they're hanging on and they want to stay because they're living longer. They're, eat, they're eating, drinking green shakes and they're, they don't want to go. Yeah, no, it's, this is a great business to be in. And, you know,
0: these advisors that have been in this business for a long time, those clients become friends. They go to one another's kids' weddings, right? Like that's, that's, that's what ends up happening. So you're end up, you're monetizing friendships over time. And for you to unwind from that is really difficult. Right? Because you, you love what you do. You love who you're doing it with. But the truth is, there's no guarantee in terms of when your day is going to come. right? And it's the advisor's responsibility to put a plan in place. Even if you want to stay in the business. So we have a client right now that's 70. He's in really great health. He wants to continue to stay in the business. But we're helping him to figure out who the successor should be. And then he can continue to stay involved there however long.
1: What are you hearing about ESG and crypto? So ESG
0: has been hot uh, for a while crypto is catching up mm-hmm. um, regulators still haven't created any sort of definition around it so we are dealing with more and more advisors that that's that's a sleeve that they're focused on or interested in and they're with a broker dealer that won't even allow for them to engage in a conversation if a client asks about it and they're like well that's the, I'm, I'm in the business to engage with my clients and educate them and ideally if there's something they're interested in i'd like to be that access point for that investment to happen and crypto is still super early. So you know as we go in and we start to monitor firms around, are you pro-crypto or not, it's
1: still very gray. You could have done so much in financial services in a lot of different areas because you're bright, you're, you're knowledgeable. Why did you pick this? So I did recruiting and technology before this. And in technology,
0: you had one job order. You filled the job, and that was it. Maybe you got a referral to someone else inside the organization to fill another job. When I started doing research in this industry, I quickly realized that firms would hire the right types of advisors all day, every day. So it's essentially an open job order in terms of the firm's willingness to constantly hire and grow. And I just fell in love with the business. Um, And then as I got to know advisors and started to ask them what was missing or what do they wish they had, I started to recognize that no recruiter was asking it that way. They didn't really care if it was a good fit for the advisor. The recruiter just cares if you'll stick with this firm and I'll get paid.
1: So you're dealing with the best part about the business, which is the people in it. And that seems to be very appealing. Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. What's going on for the next year? What do you you got, got planned? What are you excited about? You know, we're excited. We have been planting a lot of seeds. Um, and
0: that is starting to materialize. So we're really excited about next year, some of the engagements that we have going on, some of the value that we're adding to both sides of the fence. We're contemplating if we want to do a conference in the future. Um, it, that's that's a that's a big deal. Um, it's hard. But hard it's, it, it's a hard business, and and it's kind of like podcasting. Like you know, you want if you're going to do it, make it special, make it unique. So, um, but we're you know we'll we'll grow the team uh, in terms of coming across good people.
1: And what's exciting for you? My
0: family. We're rolling into the holidays. My wife's here with me in Miami. You know, we're going to go away with the kids. We're going to do ice fishing. We're going to do snowmobiling. and
1: Ice fishing? Yeah.
0: So we're going to... Ah, sounds yeah.
1: great. Yeah, Ryan, thanks so much for being with us today. How do people get in touch with you?
0: Uh, Ryan at FAMatch.com.
1: All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, this is Doug Heikenden. Thanks for joining us.